I worked as a, a radio producer for a few years and the, the one of the biggest things was always what's the next question because you're mm. given a list and the best interviews were the ones that are through the list out the window mm. because that the guest was willing to go okay well what do you want to talk about and you know that that just makes it all the more interesting not only for you as a host and you as a and your guest but the audience as well you are listening to next up nation where leaders and influencers dish their secrets to inform inspire and entertain serious podcasters with host tiffany youngren get ready to hear at least one way to attract more loyal listeners and profit from your podcast remember though none of what we say can help you if you don't take action so let's make it easy if you're new to the show, go to nextstepnation.com slash listener for show notes and a free podcast budget worksheet. For our loyal listeners who want to stop dabbling and start dominating, visit nextstepnation.com slash get started to learn more about how we can help you hit your targets in the next 100 days. Now here's the show. I'm a game changer. Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, owner of OMH Agency and founder of the Podcast Ignition System. Welcome to Next Up Nation. We're a weekly show that features industry influencers who share their successes and challenges to inspire, inform, and entertain serious podcasters. Thank you for listening. Today, I'm really excited to welcome Steve Hooper, Chief Bottle Washer at SiteGeek. When he developed his first website 25 years ago, Steve started his journey on the path to a career that would see him work with thousands of businesses of all sizes, helping them grow their businesses online. He designs, implements, and coaches having combined customer service, marketing, and sales for a, a customer service marketing and sales force that follows a set structure of an eight-stage customer journey that turns complete strangers into raving fans of your business, something that a great marketer knows how to do well. And Steve, you are one of them. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I know you have your own podcast as well. What's the name of your podcast? I do. It's Digital Marketing Confessions. I love it. Uh, and it's where we drag uh, the masterminds of digital marketing uh, and we ask them two important questions. What is working and what isn't working in the world of digital marketing? Yeah. You know, it was I actually was on your show and it was you an were. absolute blast. So be sure to go over and check that. Also, Steve, you have some of the best graphics. I love your logo <laughs> and your backdrop. It's amazing. So the other thing, you know, when when we were talking about you coming on and, and as I was reading up more about you, developing your first website 25 years ago, there were very few of us back then. You know, I always <laughs> I always feel like kinship, like, oh, remember HTML when there were no <laughs> templates? Like, good times. So, yeah, so, so good. The code, uh, coding from scratch. Um, and I, I was having a conversation with a guy today and we, we were discussing because he told me, he said, you, did you really develop your first website 25 years ago? I said, yeah. I said, I think it's coming up to 26 years ago now. And he went, oh, my God. He said, well, you know, is it still there? And I said, actually, I said, it's really strange because 18 months ago, the company that were hosting it wrote to me and asked if they could take it down due to the fact that it was huge security risk because there were just so many holes in the fact that uh, I hadn't updated it in 26 years. It was raw HTML that was about 400 versions out of date. And right. I was like, do you know what, guys? I'm not precious. Please just 
remove it and save yourselves from hack. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. You know, that's the beauty of the Wayback Machine. That was one thing, yep. you know, I spoke at Digital Marketer about podcasting and was talking about my history because that's what people are like, really, they think you're exaggerating when you say yeah. that you're building websites that long ago. But um, but I love it. I think that's that's life so before funny. Google. I think we uh, we we called it it is BG before Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was it? AOL and Yahoo. Yeah. So. Okay, well, I guess we should fast forward to today now. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I could sit in the good old days for a while, but um, so one thing that uh, I had asked you before, something that not a lot of people know about you. Um, it's a little bit weird that you've got two toes that turn in and two toes that turn out on each foot, yeah. which I don't know if there's a lot more to say about that, but <laughs> it, it, it's it's a bit of a family um, joke that I was actually born with two toes. The two toes nearest my big toe point at, out from my body and the two toes on the outside, the little toe and the one next to it point in towards the big toe. <laughs> And uh, th this has become an ongoing joke. And I've got a 14-year-old daughter who very much is very conscious of herself and the rest of it. And she goes on constantly about her middle toe being slightly longer than the rest of her toes. And I tell her, so you think you've got a problem? <clears throat> and I show her my toes and all, all of a sudden, everything's all right with the world because... <laughs> I've got freaky toes. Well, who knew? <laughs> yeah, you out freakished her toes. That's yep. what what a good dad. What a good dad. Well, that is that is so funny. Well, Steve, I'm so impressed with how you've just kind of come onto the podcast scene like gangbusters. Can you tell us a little bit more about your experience with podcasting? Like why did you start? And what have you seen that's really either made it fun or something that's made it go faster when it comes to getting out? into the market? Well, one of the big things for me, and I, I, I listen to podcasts all the time and I, I'm a bit of an addict. I go running, I listen to a podcast, I have them on in the background and they're, they're, they're constantly running. And one of the big things that hit me was there's a lot of people that were inviting big names onto their podcasts and they were getting great information and all the rest of it. But then I thought to myself, hang on a minute, you've been doing this a really long time and, you know, lots and lots of people. Why not start getting some of them on and get them to give hints and tips on digital marketing? And I mentioned it to a few people and they they all came back and told me and said, yeah, 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 great. And I, I, uh, I think we spoke about it. I, I sent out my initial invite which was just to sort of like test the waters a little bit. If I started a podcast, would you be interested and all the rest of it? And I, I sent out six invitations and got eight guests. Hmm. So the, there was that interest there because people were going, Steve started a podcast. You, 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 you got to be on it as well. You know? And it's like, Oh, I, okay. You know, this is, this is great. This is a wonderful way it works. Um, so for me, uh, the, the next stage was to turn around and say, okay, well, I don't just want people coming on and talking about what they want to talk about. We want to give people really, really good information that's up to date and it's really going to make an impact on their business. So I started talking to entrepreneurs. And one of the things I did was I said, if you could ask a digital marketer two questions, what would they be? 
And the same two questions kept coming back over and over and over again. It was like, I'm frustrated. I want to know what's working. I want to stop putting my efforts into things that aren't working. I want to know what's not working so that I'm, you know, not wasting loads and loads of money on it and all the rest of it. So the two questions, what is working and what isn't working, kind of all gelled together and uh, and came together. And then we started looking at graphics, um, which everybody seems to love the graphics, which I'm really, really pleased about because the <laughs> podcast could be absolutely useless, but at least the graphics are okay. Um, but the, uh, the, the big thing for me was to reach out to as many entrepreneurs as possible and to turn around and say, hey, look, you know, we're here for you. We can, you know, we've got some information for you. And when we went into uh, our initial lockdown, the idea was put to me, do you want, you know, you should think about this. And I was like, okay. And it was a good friend of mine, Sherman Hugh, uh, who said, you know, you, you can do it. He said, cause you've got the radio experience and you, you know, you, you, you know how to interview people, you know how to talk to people. And he said, just, you know, just do it in that style. And I was like, okay. And that's how it progressed. And when we launched, I, put the podcast out into numerous entrepreneur spaces and mentioned it on certain forums and certain Facebook groups and, uh, and such like. And uh, we are 10 episodes in and 12,000 downloads. So we, you know, it really did explode. And when I typed in digital marketing to see me come up in the top seven, I think it was when, uh, when I checked last time, and I was just like, there's some huge names up there. And I, I actually took a screenshot of me being in front of Frank Kern. Because oh I was like, goodness. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, what so, an incredible you know, feeling. You, know, you never stay there. I mean, it's, it, yeah. you know, I'm quite aware of the fact that I'm, in, I'm riding a wave at the moment and quite enjoying the fact that everybody's enjoying it. Um, but, I, you know, the whole idea was to give really, really good solid information to people. And to, you know, I mean, for me, it's great. I get my mates on, I get to have a chat with some amazing people. And when the camera goes off and the microphones go off and we stop recording, we have these conversations, which just give me so much more information than, <laughs> than the actual interview. So I, I'm, I'm really loving it. And uh, I, you know, the whole thing is all about, um raising my brand awareness and uh, my personal profile as well so you know i'm absolutely delighted that um it, it's going as well as it is that's amazing you know two things that i heard you say in there that i feel are really great takeaways and correct me if I, i'm wrong or if i miss something but number one i really like that you researched ahead of time to see what are people looking for because i agree with you that a lot of times podcasters get on and they have got an agenda that they're trying to push but instead you flip that upside down and went what do people want to know when it comes to this topic because obviously people ask about digital marketing but they don't just ask in general they you know and marketers can spin anything to be their own agenda. So yep. I think that that number one was a really good one. The other two is getting into relevant groups. I see a lot of people go into podcasting groups and pitch their podcast, but you, I'm, when you said that, I assumed that you were talking about your, your niche, your niche, we're, like who is it that you're your target audience? We're talking to, you know, and that, that's the area. 
Mm-hmm. And the, the, that's the thing that you've got to do. If you if you start a uh, a podcast on, um, I, I'm, I'm looking down and I've got a, a picture of a pencil drawn dog on my on my desk at the moment. And you know, if you if you're starting a podcast on drawing, then you you don't want to be in the restaurant group trying to tell them about what, what's going on you know you you want to be in the art groups you want to be talking to to artists and people who are actually interested in that and i think this is that this all comes back to a, a wonderful wonderful marketer who sadly passed away last year andy jenkins mm. um who always used to tell me don't sell educate your crowd mm. yeah and he said, if you if you educate the right people with the right information, they'll never forget you. Right. And that's done me very well in my career. And, you know, it, it continues to work with the with the podcast because you're you're introducing that the right information to the people that need it at the time that they, they're looking for it. And and that makes it good. Yeah. Well, and when you go into those groups, you think about it, that's where they're asking the kind of questions that you want to be answering. And you should have an episode that answers their questions, you know, after a length of time. And instead of pitching your podcast, which we see so often, like, oh, go listen to my podcast. Um, You know, it's like, here's an answer to that question you just asked. Here's the takeaway so they don't have to click go to go to it. Like, you know, um, you know, I ran into a time where people kept asking me about building partnerships as oh, this is this great new idea is building partnerships, which it, it's brilliant. Like it's one of the biggest ways you can monetize, but you know, they kept asking it and it was like, well, here's a couple ways you can do it before you even click on the link. But then here's the episode where we talk, you know, <laughs> at length yeah, about yeah. it. So, yeah. so I imagine, um, so do you find yourself doing that? Like answering questions by using all, your episodes all the time. And, you know, we, to the point where a few weeks ago, someone actually turned around and said, and it was a, it was an e-commerce question in an entrepreneur's group. And somebody said, Hey, look, I'm looking to re I've been told by my business coach to reach out to other people in the e-commerce industry and start talking to them and finding a bit more about it and all the rest of it. And I was just like, okay, group, let's have an e-commerce mastermind group. Hey guys, I've set up an e-commerce mastermind group. If you're interested, then it'd be great to have you in there. The rules are that you have to give us your email address so that we can, you know, we can contact you and you have to give us your store address. Otherwise you're not coming in. So mm. only e-commerce store owners can come in. They agree to the rules. There's absolutely no promotion in there whatsoever. And every week, every single person in there is one person at least will post my podcast for me. Oh wow! So I, I don't I don't ask them to do it, and and, and it just gets posted. I did a webinar on uh, the e-commerce ecosystem, which is something close to my heart. But the you know it's. The, again, you know, I did did it and I, I sort of private messaged one of them and I said, look, I think this would be really useful for you. And I had 15 of the members of the 25 members of the group show up mm. for the webinar. And it's it really is. It's just, you know, if if you can't find your space or your space is too crowded and your space is too noisy, then create one. Create your own it. audience. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, they will do the job for you. Yeah. That's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. So when you started your podcast, what originally did you want to get out of it? 
you asked me this question when I. <laughs> I know that's such a shocking thing that I would ask that Anne, right here in front of everyone. But yeah, that and, is it's funny. I've, it's I've, number one. I've got man. to say what my actual answer to it the first time that you said was uh, because <laughs> I, I instantly turned around and said, "Well, obviously, I'm going to sell it to Spotify for a hundred million dollars." <laughs> um, the the big thing for me was that I've always just coasted along. I've, I've always just done the, the you know, I'm a, I'm a marketer. I do this, I do this, I do this. I've never actually tried to raise my own profile. Mm. And one of the big things about the, the podcast was for me to start actually doing that and raising my profile and, you know, talking to some of the big names. And it, it was incredible because the, the, the episode that really, really kicked things off was episode three which was a good friend of yours and mine, Dominic Cummings. Mm. And yeah, I brought him on and he shared it a few times and I started to see the numbers rising and rising and rising. And then I posted it into a few more groups and it just took off. And mm. that might have had something to do with them getting the Dominic Cummings mixed up because there's a Dominic Cummings in this country that isn't liked very much, but um, you know, and I know that Dom trolls him on Twitter, which is really funny, but. Um, oh my gosh. I'm going to have to look that up. You're going to have to look it up. Yeah. Drop the, drop the G off the end of Dom's name and okay. you, 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 you get it. Um, and it, it really is a case of you, you've got to think about what, okay, well, this is the direction that I'm going in my career and I want to start ramping things up and I want to start working with some of the bigger companies and all the rest of it. So for me, it was very much personal profile and raising the, the, the company profile as well. I mean, Sightgeek Studio One is because Sightgeek is it is the name of the name of the company, you know? Um, so I, I wanted to really sort of like, you know, do that and and get across the personality of not only the company but me hmm. because one of the big things if you listen to the podcast is this is it what you what you're hearing now is it is it we we have a chat we discuss and we go into detail on certain aspects of uh, of marketing and all the rest of it but it there's a lot in there about how we met and you know that that side of things because a lot of the people that come onto the the podcast, I've known for years. Mm. You know, Sherman Hugh was one of the first guests. Um, I've known Sherman since two thousand and eight. Um, Nicholas Stott, who is uh, the former head of search for Yahoo, uh, I've known Nicola for ten years. Wow. So yeah, you know, they're, they're, there's all of these these amazing people, and I just thought they're the ones that are going to you know, propel me a little bit higher in what I'm doing. And that's why I thought that the podcast would be a really, really good idea. And then you came along and you were like, hang on a minute, why did you start the podcast? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I need to, I need to maybe have a think about where I want it to go eventually. But the whole, the, the initial idea was raising personal profile and, uh, uh, you know, and making sure that the business uh, started to get recognized for being experts in their field rather than just these guys who can do it. Well, and I think, you know, why we begin and then why we decide to keep going with it, it's really common for those two things to be different because, I mean, number one, if you get the podcasting bug and you're like, oh yeah, you know, that I could see myself doing that. And there are 10 reasons why it makes total sense that that's what I would get into. 
it doesn't mean that you're going to still be doing it after 10 episodes, right? Mm, and so once absolutely. you have that proof, proof of concept, I think that's a good time to start going, you know, for it to be sustainable, what do we need to get out of it? You know, so I think, I think it's good. I think you have a really healthy life cycle going, you know, as you're talking, one thing that we mentioned right before we got on air, and it's funny, I'm bringing it now right after you talk about Dom, because he talks about this all the time. And that is imposter syndrome. Yep. And you had shared that, that you struggle with that, that you just feel like that you felt in that you, you know, like a fraud. And I feel it. I think that a lot of us do it. I know for myself, uh, you know, you talked a little bit just now about bringing guests on and how that actually elevates your authority because you are mixing it up with the with the best. But I feel like a lot of us, that's one of the ways that we also get our imposter syndrome. Like, could you yep. say some brilliant stuff just so that, you know, <laughs> but but also <laughs> yeah. as a podcaster, I think it can't be understated that you have to know a thing or two in order to ask those people some questions. So uh, growing through that imposter syndrome is important. Can you share a little bit about what you meant that you felt like a fraud and also uh, what kind of growth you see coming out of, of um, number one, recognizing it, but number two, um, you know, how it might actually get you to even a better place? Yeah, the, 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 the big thing for me um, was knowing all of these amazing people and talking to incredible minds that, that that they just nail it and you you think to yourself oh wow god i wish i could do that and then you're talking to a customer and you you start relaying information to a customer and that customer goes oh god i wish i could be like you <laughs> you know i wish i had half the information that's inside your head and you're like okay, well, maybe I am okay at this. Maybe I can do this. But then you get this, you've got a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. Mm. And whenever the angel says, hey, you've got this, this is amazing. And um, I think it's um, Mike Makowitz who wrote The Pumpkin Plan has, is doing T-shirts at the moment with you've got this written on the front of it because he talks about that very much, the uh, the devil and the angel thing. And, you know, every time the angel says you've got this, the devil pops up and goes, actually, you know what? There's something that you need to research just a little bit more. And with the podcast, I found myself thinking, okay, I, I need to concentrate on just these subjects i need to not shift away because i'm going to struggle if i don't understand where it's going and all the rest of it and it was quite a, i've got to be honest it was quite a brave thing for me to have done to invite you on because you 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 the the podcast lady you're a podcast queen you know and i'm like I'm just starting out and I was just like, Oh, do you know what though? It'd be really useful because it is part of a digital marketing strategy and, you know, maybe I should, you know, and then you came on and I was like, Oh God, I, the amount of stuff that I read before you came on to make sure that I was, I was clued up and I could, I could do it. Uh, and it was just the little devil sitting on my shoulder going, actually, do you, do you know how podcasts work? Do you know, are you sure that you've got this? And that's kind of where imposter syndrome for me came from, because it was like, you're going to be speaking to some really, really big names. 
And, you know, I mean, Doug Foley, when he came on, um, I had, I had a preview of Doug's book. He sent me the PDF before the book arrived because I was interviewing him prior to the, the, the launch of his book. And I was like, my God, this, this, this book is amazing. And if you haven't read it, go and read it. It's the business blueprint by Doug Foley. It's mm, amazing. Definitely. And, you know, I, I introduced Doug as the soon to be bestseller. Uh, soon to be uh, the bestseller um, uh, author. And he sent me a screenshot when he hit number two. And he was it. just like, you called it. That's brilliant. You know, and Brian Plum, the same, he came on and I was like, soon to be multi-award winning digital marketing agency. And then he won the award. And I was just Aww. like, this is great because I can invite anybody <laughs> on that once, you know. Um, so it became a bit of a joke. But the the imposter syndrome and how to overcome it is if you are confident that you can start talking to somebody about your subject, then you are always going to get this little voice that says, are you sure? But the thing you need to do is just go, actually, yes, I am. Mm. And it's, it's a huge, huge thing to overcome. And I very much still, when I'm doing podcasts, I'm, I'm still going, right, okay, I just need to check before I do this that I'm doing the right thing and, you know, this is going to be the right information. But then you get into it. And as soon as you get into it and you start talking to people and you start getting them to interacting with you, and you're just like, this is great. And uh, Scott Cunningham, who is uh, an amazing e-commerce expert, Shopify go to Scott for information. Mm. And I'm like, wow, Scott's coming on. This is going to be incredible and all the rest of it. And he his episode is the longest that I've done so far. Normally I can get about half an hour, but Scott's was 43 minutes. And I was oh, just wow. like, this is incredible. This is absolutely amazing. You know, so the introduction to that was we've got Scott Cunningham on because we got chatting and the information that came out was incredible and you need it. And what you do with the imposter syndrome is the more you do, the more you get into it, the more you talk to yourself in a room, because that's basically what it is. Yes, we've got the video, but you, you're talking to yourself and you've got somebody that's interacting with you. If you can just have that conversation and forget about the fact that you're doing the podcast and you're, you're just talking, then imposter syndrome starts to melt away because you're confident in what you do. And as I said earlier, I wouldn't be able to do a podcast on the, uh, on the dog. The best I can draw is Garfield <laughs> and that is it. But yeah, you know, the, if somebody said to me, can you do a podcast about drawing a dog? The answer is no. And I wouldn't even attempt it because that would be total imposter. <laughs> it's yeah. not even the syndrome that is total imposter. Well, but and, the and as I listen to you, it's like, it's so much less about what you know and so much more about how interested you are in it, you yeah. know, because a lot of times, you know, when I'm coaching people on, you know, a lot of people are insecure about even putting together content. Like, how do I know what to ask and things like that? And it's like, well, I mean, give yourself some questions because you need to have a storyline, like, you know, give your audience a break, like give yeah, them yeah. some kind of structure. But, but I always like when, 
Um, and you mentioned earlier too, that you've lost a lot of weight. So you, yeah. I feel like, you know, you're really into fitness, you understand nutrition and knowing that like one thing I always learned was taking something away isn't as good as replacing it. So you're going to have that hole filled with something. So be deliberate about what you fill it with. And when we're talking about the angel and the devil on our shoulders, I, as I was listening, I was like, yeah, I've got, I've got voices all over the place every time I do a podcast, but now instead of like, be smart, be smart, like, instead of that, like, don't be stupid, you know, instead of those, um, what I hear myself, like, if I don't ask a clarifying question in between, in between my outline questions, then I'm like, oh, that was a failure, you know, <laughs> but, but kind of going back to this whole idea of having to be the expert, you don't, you have to be curious, you yeah. know, you have to be wondering about what that person knows about a topic that you're interested in. And then naturally you'll be having a conversation about it without having to, know, you know, we bring guests on because they know more about a topic than we do, <laughs> you yeah. know, just like we would a, a staff member, a team member, um, same thing. It's like, I don't need to be smarter than any of my guests. Thank goodness. No. You know, no, I, I just need to be curious about their expertise. Wouldn't you like, do you have anything to add or. You, you, you've hit the nail on the head. You, you need to have an interest. Um, and it helps if the interest isn't only in the subject matter, but the mm. person, True. because if, if you can find out just a little bit about that person and you, your question is before you come on and you asked me beforehand, you were like, you know, chief bottle washer, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because that's what I do. You know, if you're not willing to do it yourself, then don't ask somebody else to do it. So, and it, and it is that thing of making sure that you are comfortable with the person and the, the the situation that you find yourself in and just you know be inquisitive because that's what podcasting is all about and i worked as a, a radio producer for a few years and the the one of the biggest things was always what's the next question because you're mm -hmm. given a list and the best interviews were the ones that are through the list out the window mm because that the guest was willing to go okay well what do you want to talk about and you know that that just makes it all the more interesting not only for you as a host and you as a and your guest but the audience as well because mm. they get they get so much more value from it and you know ha having a script is great yes have some questions because you're going to need something to refer to and i'm very lucky because the the whole thing that i do is based around the initial two questions mm -hmm. but then we we start digging deeper as you well know we start digging deeper into the the answers and you know you you have to analyze what's been said and have a conversation about it because that's what makes podcasting interesting is because it's not just what you're reading from a book it's yeah. the opinion of the people that are doing it on a daily basis. Absolutely. Well, and kind of on the side of like what we get, what we get out of it too, what has been the most beneficial quantifiable outcome that you've enjoyed from your podcast? Um, I, I'm getting a flurry of, uh, of inquiries already, which is, uh, which is great. You know, people coming and turning around and saying, Hey, look, you mentioned this on your podcast. Um, that we, we should be doing that. 
you know, mm. and the, as, as you know, I'm heavily into the, the customer value journey and making sure that people have the right journey in place for their customers and working a lot with e-commerce. And the, the exciting thing is that the, the, the inquiries that are coming in are the right people. And we were talking earlier about, you know, positioning yourself with the right people. And it, it's not something that happens overnight. It's something that you have to work on. But once you're positioned with those people and you're seen as the go-to place for those people, they'll keep coming back to you. And the inquiries that are coming in for me from the podcast are that they're, they're good inquiries because the people are, they already know mm. that you're a person who understands their problem because they've heard you talking about the problem. They've heard you talking about the solution. They just don't know how to implement it. And that, that, that's been a really big thing for me. I love that. You know, that is one of my favorite things. A lot of times people talk about bringing in leads on podcasts as if it's the top of the funnel and it's really not. It's no. further down the funnel pretty, <laughs> pretty well because they trust you, you already. And... You're kind of in the excitement stage at that yeah. point because if you if you think about the eight stages and for those that don't know the eight stages it's going to test me here awareness <laughs> engagement subscription conversion excitement ascension advocacy and promotion and if you think about it you you've already got them aware of the fact that the podcast exists so they are they're aware of the fact that you exist they're engaged because they that they've taken the time to click on the link and go and have a look. They're subscribed to it because they're listening to it. So there's your subscription and your conversion. So you're in the excitement stage. It's <laughs> yeah. the best place to be because you've got this opportunity to educate somebody. And if you give that person that piece of knowledge that will help them just do one thing, they'll come to you for the rest of it. And that's when you get them on the ascension. Love it. Well, have there been any other benefits that you've enjoyed from podcasting? Yeah, I, I'm getting a lot of attention from uh, the companies are coming to me and saying, hey, look, do you want to be on our podcast? And, you, you know, you, it, when I said about raising personal profile and all the rest of it, as soon as I launched my podcast, I was invited to three other podcasts. And I was just mm. like, yeah, okay, I, I, I don't mind doing that. You know, I'm quite happy with that. And from there, I, I think I'm getting about three a week at the moment mm. in That's invites to, to, to other, other podcasts and radio shows and things like that. Awesome. And it's not just in the UK. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm delighted to say it's literally all over the world. And, you know, I'm doing one in Australia, which I've got to get up halfway through the night to do. And it's like, this is great because I'm going to do this podcast for this. It's an Australian um, radio show. So they call it a radio show rather than a podcast. But they, um, they, they want to talk about digital marketing and all the rest of it. And it's going out in Perth. And my dad's family all live in Perth in Australia. So I'm going to have this moment where I'm going to say, right, okay, guys, you need to go and listen to this and they, they can all listen. And it, it is, uh, it's an amazing place to be where you can say to your family on the other side of the world, actually, just, just tune in. It's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. Well, Steve, I could literally talk to you about this all day. I think um, it's so funny thinking back to when you were talking about being nervous to talk to me about podcasting when I'm sitting here like, 
what you're doing is incredible. I feel like it's textbook exactly what you want to be doing. And I'm so impressed a little bit like jealous as some of the things. So I will, I'm taking notes like crazy. So I appreciate, appreciate that. What, where can people find you and who would be like, who do you help? Who would be an ideal person to uh, connect with you? We help um, small to medium businesses with their digital marketing strategies and we help provide them with the services as well. Uh, We specialize in e-commerce. So anybody in e-commerce, we can help you. We can guide you. We can actually increase your sales and help you increase the size of your business. And that's the best sales pitch that I've got because I was asked to do a 60 second pitch the other day and I started with your marketing sucks. And (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was the best way to just explain to this person. Um, But the, the, you can find me um, at sitegeek.co.uk. There's a a little button on there, which will allow you to connect with me. Um, You can listen to the podcast, digital marketing confessions. If you just type in digital marketing, it comes up. Um, <laughs> and yeah, um, if you go to the website, then we're on all of the uh, social channels and fun stuff like that as well. I love it. Well, that's so great. I appreciate that. So is there anything that I didn't ask that maybe I should have, or is there anything else that you'd like to share? I, I, I've got one thing that I want to share and it, it kind of comes back to everything that we've been talking about. And that is if, if you're a business owner or you're looking to promote your business and you're thinking to yourself, do you know what? There's already podcasts about this. There's already things that, you know, people that are going to be showing an interest and they're already going to be doing it. There's still room for you to do a podcast. Don't be afraid to include this in your strategy because it's a great way to create content. And if you're worried about the creating the content, then Tiffany's got a fantastic service that create loads and loads of content from one podcast. And it, it really is an amazing way to create content and get content out. And when people talk about content marketing and they talk about search engine optimization, I apologize. It's the 5th of November and the fireworks have just started. So oh, you might hear a few cracks fun. and bangs. Um, the, uh, so if I thought you, if that you're... that was just sound effects for like, this is an no, amazing no, no, no. episode. A... So we're going to light off fireworks. <laughs> no, the, the, the fireworks <laughs> are all kicking off outside. So, Great. um, the, the, the big thing is, is that, you, you know, if you've got the opportunity to start, then just do it. You don't need a massive budget to get started. You, you literally can start with a, a decent microphone, a computer, and you, you can really, really make an impact. And you, you don't need to be a technical genius to do it. There's so many tools out there that will make it really easy for you, like Zoom. Mm-hmm. You know, And it, that is the one, one big thing. If anybody wants a takeaway, just go and do this stuff because it's great. It works. Mm, that's so great great well thank you so much um so i do have one last question it's really one of my favorite questions of the whole day um although i could talk about podcasting all day too but (laughs) um so i am a huge foodie and this is where i get to talk about food i always say like if i hadn't started a podcast about podcasts it would have been (laughs) about food for sure so what is your favorite restaurant and what do you order when you go there oh wow okay so there, there is a restaurant in my hometown in Colchester in Essex in the UK, and it's called the Old Siege House. 
And back in the 1600s, there was a huge siege in Colchester where one the, the Reds and the Blues were at it. And we all know about the Reds and the Blues being <laughs> at it at the moment, don't we? And um, they hauled up in this building and it was an old coach house. And to this day, it's still got the bullet holes from the, uh, the siege. Oh, but wow. the inside of it has been made into this beautiful, beautiful restaurant. And it is absolutely amazing. It really is just absolutely incredible. The second part of your question I'm going to struggle with, and the reason that I'm going to struggle with it is because when I used to go there, it used to be I'll, I'll have the, the T-bone steak with, the, with all the trimmings and all the rest of it. But since COVID, I'm kind of pescatarian now. So I, oh. I've really stopped eating meat. So, and I haven't had the opportunity to go since, okay. since COVID. So the, 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 the answer to the question would have been a nice big T-bone steak, but I'm thinking they've probably got a very nice salmon dish on there at the okay. moment, which I, <laughs> which I, I would have instead. But gotcha. yeah, that, that it, it's good. It's really difficult because now everything's changed and it's like, oh my God, I don't need that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing when you, so from COVID, like, did you change because of COVID or what? No, not, not just trying to be healthy. Not intentionally. My, My wife about, about two years ago said that she was struggling to eat meat. And I turned around and said, okay, that's fine. And she started moving over to um, meat substitutes and all the rest of it. And we were like, great, the, the, you know, I'll, I'll give them a try. It's a lot easier if, you know, you're cooking the same thing rather than yeah. lots of different dinners. And um, I, I started to ha- have that as well. And, um, yeah, it was, since then, it's uh, I, I can't actually remember the last time I had meat. Oh, wow. Well, good for you. Good for you. Well, Steve, thank you so much for being here. I just really appreciated you coming on. Thank you very much indeed for having me. It's been been wonderful. And uh, you know, I love talking to you. We could sit here. <laughs> this is going to be the longest podcast ever because we're just going to sit and talk all day. <laughs> it literally could be. It literally could be. I know it's like my dream world. I get to sit around and talk about podcasting all day. And, and you definitely know your stuff when it comes to that. And it's always fun talking to you too. So I really, um, you know, I just think that there were so many amazing takeaways. I loved that, like I said in the beginning, that whole idea of researching uh, what people want ahead of time instead of having your own agenda, but then also sharing tips in relevant groups based on that, um, right on down to, you know, how to interview people and how to have an engaging conversation, not only for the guests, but for the audience to listen to. So I really appreciate all that. And uh, thanks again to everyone for listening. Thank you to our outstanding team. And remember, the best really is yet to come. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening and happy podcasting.